Link. Greetings everybody out there. It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're drinking some nice double black, Johnny Walker. High class. Sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? Double black. Just, I was, I tried, like, I, I was uh, gonna work in a Fashion of Seven <laughs> reference. It always went on black. I was I had it coming. I just couldn't bring it out. I was a little slow in the draw. Next time I'll get it though. Next time. <laughs> What's good, people? What's good, people? It's a cold, wintry January, but it's great because we're still alive. The world hasn't blown up yet. You know, we're still going towards our doom, though. I we're mean, still we, trudging there. We took but. last week off, so like, you know, I think people were just kind of like, "Yo, where, where are y'all?" Yeah, no, no. But we're, y'all, y'all give it up. Y'all give up the ghosts. Yeah, no, nah, we're back. We're okay, back. Well, anyway, we're, we're back. We wanted to kind of get more on a more regular schedule so that we could give you the doom live time, live streaming. That's right. You know, you know, Mitch McConnell got people arrested outside of his office. Crazy shit has been happening in the world. Word. Yeah, man. People protesting. It's it's it's, it's all it's, it's all fucking. The only thing I'm really mad about though, where's the laser guns? We were fucking promised laser guns in this fucking fuck and flying cars and all the cool dystopian shit we're supposed to have. Now none of that shit. All we have is fucking shitty ass fucking hoverboards that explode batteries and e-bikes. <laughs> That's all we have in this fucking dystopian future. Very depressing. Uh, but speaking of dystopia, yeah. <laughs> Spotify versus Apple Music. <laughs> The way that we've getting our music is changing, people. Yes, and it's the end of the world. Nobody buys CDs anymore. Which is kind of sad. The artists are getting screwed. This is kind of sad. But you know, I I've kind of been on the streaming train. It, it's it's been it's been pretty good. You know, like having access to like all the music in the world is daunting as fuck. But you know, I listened to David Bowie today, and I have to like didn't have to go to a record store. I used to have to do that. Oh yeah, up. that whole thing. Kids, oh, yeah, <laughs> or had that, you know, because I LimeWire, that one David Bowie track would inevitably would end up being Debbie Gibson. Like, but see, like people, like the kids don't know, like, like pre Kazaa LimeWire, <laughs> you had to get your ass to a Tower Records. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> you know, except uh, well, one argument is to be made for the Wild Wild West. Before we had that little period of time where YouTube had everything, though. Well, that was like post Kazala. Yeah, post Kazala. Yeah, Before the like, current era, YouTube like, was the shit. Like, so, 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 look, the kids don't know, but it's, it's okay. It's 2019. It's 2019. Dystopian oh, future. Dystopian future, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a multitude of streaming options. A multitude. Multitude. And, you know, like, like, Red, you and I have been going back and forth. I've been threatening to leave Apple Music for the longest time. You can't leave the Apple. Once you port of, uh, once you port of the <laughs> Apple board, you can never leave. What you gonna do and, now, huh? And, and, I, and I did it. Spotify gang. Spotify nah. gang. Spotify gang. Nah, it's all right. Spotify sorry. gang. Which is sad, actually, because I yeah I could actually see Spotify Gang as a song working better than I, I yeah. you know that 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 little thirty second like clip just, just trended on the yeah, playlist. Just cut, us, cut us a check now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm now on rap caviar. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly placed at number one. Hmm. <laughs> but you know, I, I I thought of this idea of just kind of like you know your Apple Music Gang on Spotify Gang now we're on different sides we're rivals we're Coke oh, and Pepsi I, don't know if I I you know we're all. In the same game. <laughs> That's what Tyler would say. <laughs> um, you know, which, which did a really good thing, actually. Speaking of, um, they posted up uh, Martin Luther King speeches. Oh, title. See? yeah. You see the woke. You have you have your your capitalistic pigs, and for y'all out there who are quote unquote woke, you've got your title there too for you. I, you know, I've supported title a few times. Didn't <laughs> been canceled <laughs> a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm 
may I may or may not have like had a few free trials of title. Uh but no <laughs> But no, so like but yeah, so I was on Apple Music since like probably the jump. And I started getting like frustrated with Apple Music. Um I just felt like um first off, like I just found a community of friends again who like to share music and like to create playlists and like Basically, they all did on Spotify because Spotify is better at creating playlists. Yes, agree. Sharing playlists and like Apple Music is not. And also, too, since Spotify has like a free version, you can just send it to somebody and they can at least play it for free. You know, whereas Apple Music is like straight up restricted. So like that was like the first kind of like ding in the armor for Apple Music for me. It was just like. Oh shit, like I have all these friends now that I'm sharing these playlists with, I'm sharing music back and forth, and like Apple Music is not that great in doing that. Um uh, and then like the second thing is just like I started diving into Spotify and like first off discovering more new music than Apple Music. Uh and then like second off, like they have this thing called like Release Radar, which basically is like, hey, here's all all the artists that you follow, here's a new track that dropped. And I like I wouldn't have known it, that D'Angelo dropped a track in 2019 if it wasn't for like the release radar. Yeah, true. So I was like, oh shit. So I mean, as much as like you know, I like Apple Music. Like I love like the idea of like Beats One Radio. I kind of miss that. Um, I kind of miss like the Siri integration. Um, I think Apple Music has a way better like mobile app. The Spotify mobile app is trash. But I, I'm still on Spotify, gang, fam. Well, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, and and I and, and I agree with everything you said. Actually, I think that the word genius about uh, I feel like, and and this is a little more techie. I feel like the the issue of Apple now is that it's become <laughs> Apple used to be an innovator and used to be kind of push things forward, where you'd have Microsoft being kind of like the old, humongous, slumbering, just behemoth. Just, yeah. Microsoft exists because it's Microsoft. There's no, they don't have to do anything. It's just because they've been there so long that the standard. And I feel like Apple's kind of gone there. Because the thing is, for me, is what I love is the fact is every fucking song in existence is on Apple Music, period, for the most part. For the most part, that's where to add. But you know what I'm saying? For the most part, if you could buy it digitally, it's actually, I can't even say if it's for the most part. Every music that's available digitally, Apple has it. Full stop. End of story. No question. The issue I have, though, with Spotify is a lot of glaring spaces where that's not, where it's, it's evident. A lot of weird dance tracks. Mm. A lot of weird underground punk, metal, rock genres. Hmm. Just because those labels don't really bother because the sad thing is Spotify plays so, pays so little. Yeah, that's true. It's not really worth it. Where an Apple, at least the idea is, since Apple is also a storefront, they kind of get you. Where it's like, all right, you want to sell stuff through Apple Music, cool, but we also have to have it available for people if they want to stream it. Yeah. So that's how they're kind of able to kind of get everybody under that umbrella. But the thing is, I, I think where Apple messed up, and they've tried their best, is that as far as making the music, like putting it in the hands of the people, outside of the fact of where they give you access to everything, they've done a piss poor job. The interface sucks. It's only available on Apple devices. Um, like you said, just even minor things where it comes to like just like sitting up a playlist is labyrinthian. Yeah. Where, you know, sharing playlists is just things where Spotify made it almost as easy as any any social network kind of thing. Yeah. And the thing is they've kind of come tried their best where, you know, I'll see you like you're streaming something on certain things on Apple Music and it'll show up and you'll have the, your friends initials and yada, yada, yada. But it's nowhere near robust. It's nowhere near where it needs to be. And I think it's very telling because even going back to years ago where... 
the YouTube gaff when they put that YouTube, the YouTube, um, YouTube, they put a new oh, album. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even there, where Apple kind of just said, "All right, fuck you. Here's a new YouTube album. It's yours. You're gonna take it, <laughs> whether you like it or not." It kind of shows you how I think it boils down to Apple's biggest issue, just bigger wise, is control. Apple's all about control. I love Beach Radio. I love everything they do. I think uh, The Weeknd has an album. I mean, has a station now recently. Yeah. Whenever, in fact, Ocean comes out with Blonde Radio is dope. You know, they're great experiences. They're great. They're well curated, but they're also very well controlled. Yeah. Like, those are planned in advance. You know, yep. those things are done in advance. And it's something where well, Spotify is a little bit of lawlessness. Now, I put a caveat there just because, as we all know, Spotify is still ruled by the algorithm. That plays by certain rules. Yeah. Which is why your rap caviar always kind of ends up looking kind of a certain kind of way. You know, there's certain things at play, certain forces at play there. But it feels that with Apple, you're kind of locked into whatever experience Apple feels like should be dictated to you. Or Spotify, it's whatever you went to. Like, you want techno music, man? You want you want to go go and play techno music while you drive to Miami? Here, bam, there's a Miami playlist. What, you want to have something lovey-dovey to play off your boo thing? Here it is. You want to make a mixtape? This shit is somebody that's hollering up on the side, your side chick? Bam, we've got you. Yeah. It's like everything is kind of covered, and I think that's the genius about Spotify. And I also think the bigger genius is the fact of where Spotify is available everywhere. Yeah. Where Apple Music is kind of locked away. That's quote-unquote changing. Because apparently they're going to have Apple products or a- Apple TV and Apple streaming on Samsung TVs in the near future, quote unquote. Yeah. But it's 2019, man. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're kind of beyond the game, like way late behind the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. And, and and the funny thing is, like, I don't actually, and I know, like, there's a lot of, like, Android and Windows people who hate that about Apple, that they control the experience. And, like, 90% of the time, I don't mind it. Like, I'm not really... I don't have time to root my phone. Like, you know, people on yeah, Android, no, no. On Android yeah. do, do. And, like, you know, I, I don't have time to do that. So, like, I've always kind of been like, you know what? Apple works for me. It's intuitive. I don't have to think about things. Like, it's, this is a great experience. Like, I don't really need them, them to change it. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think, like, the problem with Apple Music was, like, they didn't... Ch- like, like, the interface has not changed at all. No. Like, there's no innovation there. Um, like, I mean, on desktop, everything is through iTunes, which is from, like, <laughs> 1998. Wow, or, yeah. You know, like, like it, it's literally just, like, a fresh cut of paint on software from, like, 98. I'm sure they, like, made some changes within the software core, but, like, it's still kind of the same user experience. Yeah, I agree. That we, we've been working with for the past 20 years now. Yeah. Going back to the Microsoft thing, it's, it's it's literally Microsoft. It's as sexy as Microsoft Office. Like, if you find Excel <laughs> yeah. pretty yeah. and cute, that's that's what Apple Music is definitely going to give you. <laughs> and then, like, I, one of the things I also saw, too, was, like, you know, Apple Music has this, like, For You page, was which I thought was, like, cool. But, like, I saw, like, the playlists weren't changing on a daily basis. And, like, they're recommending, like, like albums that I've listened to over and over again. And, I'm like, Apple, you have, like, access to my full music history. Like, you should know that's listened to, like, so-and-so album, like, 50 million times, you know? Um, and, like, those kind of recommendations, I felt, like, stale. Um... I feel like Apple Music kind of like pushes you towards like the more popular artists. Agree. Whereas like Spotify like can recognize as their algorithms are like you know far superior. Uh, they got all your data, but they're recognizing at least like 
mean, for me, like, I like artists that are in the cut. Like, I like, you know, artists who are a particular, like, way, and, like, they just throw more music, like, quality music, like, my way. Um, so, I, so, yeah, I mean, I but, feel like, like, you know, like, like, just to summarize, like, no, I, I think Apple, like, I mean, they're kind of losing the innovation battle, um, you know, head to head. And, like, even when you say, like, they're not even doing, like, cool thing. I mean, like, Beast 1 is really cool. I really love it. But they're not even doing stuff like, like what Tidal did. It was, like, playing Martin Luther King speeches. Like, you know. That's, a, like, you know, cool things like that. It, it's an easy win. And I kind of get, I think it goes back to, and uh, this is a, a awkward, but I'll bring it home. But, like, the idea, remember, Trent Reznor, when he was working for Apple Music. And I remember he was saying, yeah, they brought me in to kind of, he's like, I want to bring it back to a record store feel of where, you know, there's people there dictating or showing you, curating. He's like, right now it's the Wild Wild West. The reason I want to work for Apple is I want to kind of bring it back to the, when I was a little kid growing up in, I think, Pennsylvania grew up. I would go to a record store and i say, what's well, cool? So I kind of see the idea of where it's a good idea. It's cool to have Nicki Minaj, <laughs> you know, having crazy <laughs> ass rants on a radio station. You're not going to get that on Tidal. But I think that's the issue. I think the fact of where music is communal, going back to the statement about before, how I was saying how there was that weird dead area where YouTube, you had these people manually going home who like this artist, and they were uploading albums and singles and songs and yeah. ripping them. And now, obviously, you could say on one hand, it's definitely theft. But on the other hand, they, aren't, they weren't necessarily doing it for, you know, the meager paychecks YouTube was giving out at that time. Yeah. They were doing it out of love of the artists. Yeah. You know, and that's where it kind of gets weird, where Spotify is definitely captures what it is to music. Basic. Oh, you ready for these bars? All right. Sp Spotify, cut me this check. Spotify captures what it is to be a music fan. Oh. Where Apple captures what it is just to be a simple listener. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. You know what I'm saying? And it's the fact of where Spotify marketing. <laughs> get at this dude. Holler, holler. Give, 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 give me my buttloads of cash. <laughs> get that shmoney. Yeah, but it's, it's the idea of where and, and, and I guess it is frustrating because what I love about Apple Music is the fact of where whenever I want to, I could type something in there and it, inevitably it'll be there. That's on 100 percent with Spotify when it comes to specific genres. But at the same time, I can't front where if I let the algorithm play on Spotify, I find new shit. Yeah. You know, if you're a young rapper and you want to get heard, Spotify will get you heard. Yeah. Apple, nobody will care. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I just think that there's an idea of where there's a certain level of gatekeeping that Apple's doing, which I understand in their hardware. I understand to a certain extent in their software, but really does not translate to being a music fan today or even 10 years ago 20 years ago because there's that certain kind of feeling that you have of an artist where it's like your artist you know we all know this there's songs that bring you back to certain things music is about emotion yeah and you really can capture emotion like you said behind uh you know 1998 itunes design <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like i mean to piggyback on on what you're saying like your, your your words of wisdom i feel like apple is like introverted and spotify is extroverted you know, and, and Apple is very much kind of like, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 as much as I love Beats 1, like, somebody like Zane Lowe saying, like, oh, Billie Eilish is, like, the next hot thing. She's been around for, like, three years. She's, you know, like, like, yeah. like, like you, you know, even though you're saying this is quote unquote new music, you're still, you're still late. You're not even, you're not even SoundCloud. Like, you're not even, like, you know, kind of breaking, you know, uh, breaking new artists. And I know Spotify kind of wants that piece of that SoundCloud crown now. 
um, you know, and, and trying to encourage artists, like new artists, to kind of upload to their platform to kind of get listened to and heard first. I don't think it's going to happen. I think like SoundCloud has a very, very good like use case for its existence. Yeah, no, it's it's you it's, it's a wild wild west. The problem is, even though we're praising Spotify. To a certain extent, there's still rules. There's, there's still, still things rules. you have to do. It's, yeah. In, in SoundCloud, even though you make it deleted relatively quickly, yeah. I'm still able to put up, you know, temporarily my Michael Jackson 2018 mix yeah. of clear the samples before I get caught. You yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's also, too, it's like a, a place where you can like, it's almost like you, uh, this is a tech term, but you like upload like your MVPs, you know, like, like, you know, like your... You're like you're you're kind of like minimum viable products. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's like like you want to test the waters. You want to like just like throw some out. Like you record the show on your MacBook on yeah. the Megabus. Like you like you know you upload it to to SoundCloud. It's really easy. Yeah, you know. And I think like SoundCloud has that that kind of on lock. But I think Spotify, there's like a pipeline now from SoundCloud to Spotify uh, to Spotify. Whereas now, like, like the pipeline, the Apple Music from SoundCloud is kind of like, well, you got to get a label or you got to get co-signed by saying low or Ebro or like, Agreed. you know. Like I just did a flip through while we're talking. You see, I pulled up my iPad. I'm flipping through Rap Caviar. And literally half the acts on Rap Caviar now strictly came from SoundCloud. Yeah. Like directly. Like there's yeah. no like, oh, they popped up. No, literally those dudes had like Juice World. Yeah. Come on. That's strictly from fucking SoundCloud. Yeah. Little Pump, strictly from SoundCloud. So it was these, these kids that kind of came and kind of eventually made their way to Spotify. And don't get me wrong. They do come to iTunes, but after they've sold like, you know, quote unquote, they've already been made. They've already have the video. They already have XYZ. They're already on Interscope. They're yeah. already on whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know we kind of all this talk we kind of forgot the the, the last the, the stepchild. What was that title? I feel like title's problem is that it's the the worst of both worlds. I feel like title's the kind of space where it would have been nice for it to have been that Spotify edger ear to the street. I feel like they don't have that. I feel like on the flip side, I feel that if they're a little focused a little bit on curation also. Yeah, and I think like title to me. Like I, I'm not mad at Tidal anymore. Like I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. Like they're like, you know what? You're going. You're the. They they found their niche of hardcore fans who yeah. love hip hop, and they're just like, you know, just basically. I wouldn't say exploiting that niche, but like they're they know their audience, and they're just going to continue to cater to their audience. I don't know if they're making money, but if there's a business model there where it's just like, okay, it's a spy five, but it's for like hip hop heads people of color like let's push you know you know the music obviously but i know like you said the mlk thing they do a lot of, a lot of like you know custom curated content that's it's almost like the bet of streaming services oh, wow. <laughs> but i don't mean that as like being offensive wow. all right go on i don't mean that as being offensive i'm just saying like like they know their like what their audience is and yeah. i think like they're not they're not trying to go for world domination anymore. Like they're just going to be within their little, like their realm. Yeah, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. So, and and I think it's I, I think their issue also is I think that when they came out and there's a lot of little small things here and there. It's, it's been must debated about, but to be honest for you, for all the haters, it's still here. It's still here, yeah. But um, I think that I they're going back to the whole idea of Apple versus Spotify. I feel like they they mirrored themselves a little bit way too much after Apple when they should have been looking at Spotify. Yeah, yeah, or even SoundCloud. Yeah, to be agreed. Honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's I think they were a little bit too like here are all these. You know, we've we've got 
we've got Taylor was Taylor Swift was on the stage. I think it was Madonna. Yeah. Taylor yeah, Swift. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when it really yeah. Oh, been, yeah, that, that whole launch. Yeah. Yeah, no, it should have yeah. been, unfortunately, it should have been like, you know, Future and like fucking yeah. Yachty instead. Well, that's the thing. I think they pivoted away from that like real quick. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a. I forgot about that. That was a really bad look for title. Yeah, no, it's a really bad look for title. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I think that they kind of forget where. And like I said, I understand it. At that time, Apple Music was the behemoth. It was. It, we had to beat Apple Music because Apple owned everything. Yeah. But now I think that in hindsight, I think they played it a little bit, you know, edgier, a little more forward thinking that they wouldn't be in the space that they are now. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Definitely. So yeah. The best streaming service is Final Records. <laughs> That's right, kids. Finals come back. I've got stacks. Look at this. It's falling over. Oh, dude. The man's going to come over here, turn off my internet to take my music away from me. I'll be here for Shotgun and my 45s waiting for you. Come get at me, Tim Cook. Oh man, I do. I have like two cassettes now. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's know, going to happen? It's, oh God, they sell out too. Cause I'll, I follow all these indie artists, and then they'll have these limited edition cassette runs, like hundred cassettes. Yada yada yada. Get at me, and them bitches will sell out on Bandcamp for like fucking in a couple of days. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I was like, who even manufactures cassettes anymore? Yeah, like it's. Cra- I remember like ten years ago. Like I was actually trying to work with artists to do a vinyl run, and there's only like like at that time there's only like two vinyl plants in the whole country. Yeah, like United Sound, I think in Nashville, I think the other was in California somewhere, and that was it, dude. It's <laughs> I, they still have issues because whenever there's a record store day, so you know for you laymen at home, there's record store days where you know the idea is you go to your record store and you buy these limited edition records, right? They fuck with everybody else's releases. Yeah, so it's just like you'll be like a hot new band. And it's like, oh, sorry, dog. We can't really release your record now because the print is too busy working on old Led Zeppelin and Nirvana records. <laughs> so after they get through that, we'll release yours after record recommendation. <laughs> it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> All right. But now anyway. that we talked about the old stuff, let's talk about the new stuff. Let's, let's do new it. Music, it's a new year. There's let's new sounds. It. There's new things. Let's do it. Um, let's start off with, I think, I guess... Let's talk, let's, the, the Blakester? Should we talk the yeah, Blakester? Yeah. Like our boy James Blake. <laughs> yeah, who got who got destroyed in Pitchfork, by the way? Fuck Pitchfork. Uh, nah. I love this album. I don't know. I, I see that point. But go on. Let's go on. Let's, let's, let's talk. Because <laughs> I feel like within this crew right now, I am the James Blake fanboy. You know, I remember listening to his... Let me rewind. Guys, re- rewind. Proto. You know, young little Reggie. Young meaning still gray hairs. Young little <laughs> Reggie. You know, downloading Bloghouse... Like like cassettes, not cassettes, but MP3s. You know, <laughs> back in the days, listening to this, and I heard this young producer dude named James Blake who was doing these Aaliyah chops. That was dope, and I was like, this dude, this dude will definitely have a future in dance music. Lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> my man comes out there, eight hundred feet tall, and a grand piano playing basically balladeer stuff. Yeah, and I I think what's been the success of James Blake is that. Unlike another artist where, like, let's say you're Team Impala, mm. where I feel like there was a, and not to say that there was a certain kind of learning curve, but I felt that, you know, they would kind of get a lot of, you know, Team Impala worked on some records which were a little behind the scenes, let's say. Where I feel like James Blake kind of popped up immediately, kind of like, you know, it was very unmistakable. Like, you know, yeah. there's a reason why Beyonce gave him a fucking, basically a song on her fucking album as a whole interlude, just yeah. him singing. 
And I think it's because he was somebody where when he first came out, he came from a, producer, a producer's ear, a producer, if not necessarily black, black, black R&B, but definitely black-based dance music. And so, obviously, with the sounds that we're dealing with now, 2000, and, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, where, you know, it's a lot of the synthesizers and drum beats and everything else, he was well-suited for that transition, also with being a really good hook writer. So, I've always loved him. I felt like his issue was that he could tend to be a little morose. Yeah. A little bit too much in his world, which apparently his album rectifies, as they say. I mean, it's a, it's a happy James Blake album. I don't know if I want happy James Blake. It's a happy... No. D- the dude is in LA. He's got a hot girlfriend. He's dating like Shots, a TV star. Shots to good, the Good Place, great TV show. Like like the Jamila Jamil. I didn't even know that until yeah. this album came out. I was like... And you know you you know when like like your boy kind of levels up and you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and you give him the dap like I feel like I want to give James Blake the dap like you pulled that oh look at you what you being suave I thought you were out here just dating little rug buckets yeah no yeah. no nah, son uh so no it's like so like and it's funny too because like I listened to the album and I was just like this is kind of like this is James Blake's level of happy. <laughs> and I'm like, why is the dude so happy? And then like, he dedicated this album to his girlfriend. And like, you know, again, like, but in terms of this album, and I'm not like, I love this debut album. I think, uh, the album, like that Col- retro, the color of the sound, I forget what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And like the one of on that retrograde on, which I think is an amazing song. Like I, I, I didn't like that album. But I love that song. I love James Blake and I appreciate James Blake. There's I can't listen to a lot of James Blake. <laughs> I can't listen to a James Blake two hour playlist. Well, it's like you gotta be in the mood. It's like Mary J. Blige, my life. It's like at a certain point the depression kicks in <laughs> after three or four songs. It's like <laughs> in like groove to that. You know? <laughs> uh, but I have to say I fell in love with this album. Like I thought there's something about this album that moved me, and I think that's is it's one of those things I was missing from like. 2018 like i didn't feel like there's an album that i was just like oh shit i have feelings right now i'm in my feelings right now <laughs> and that's how i felt about the james wick album like i i thought that like i don't know what it was maybe it was a like just like they just got me like you know like whatever the good like nice time of day or whatever but i just felt something with this album that i haven't felt in in music in a long time so uh and it's just been on complete repeat and this is somebody who doesn't Put James Blake albums on repeat, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been re- who's like, happily married. Yeah, yeah who's get, happily married. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of fights. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, go like walk through like alleyways in London in the rain. Like, I'm not trying to do that right now. But I appreciate this album. Like, and, and maybe it is because he like, I think he lives in L.A. now or something like that. Like, What's maybe that L.A. shit, man. He's on that L.A. shit. He's on that sunny shit. Same thing the weekend. He moved out to L.A. Suddenly, it's all happy, poppy songs. But, like, all right. So, this album is poppy. But it's not, like, it's still James Blake doing James Blake. It's still weird. This is definitely, by any stretch of the imagination, it's it's a little more mainstream. And I put that mainstream in quotes because you're in the mainstream where the biggest song of 2018 into 19 is Mode, which basically is just literally a collage of three songs. So I think it's what's crazy about the James Blake record is the fact of where it's something where 
you know, it's it's definitely weird. You have a lot of weird vocal cuts. You have beat switches. You've got voices coming in, voices coming out. You know, doesn't the verse chorus verse exists? Yeah, but it's not necessarily strictly adhered to in the whole record. Yeah. Um, I think for me it's a little different. I think what 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 I thought so. Like with the James Blake records, at least two points in the past, I felt like it was un- I think I thought they were very cohesive. And what I mean by that is, even though they were very experimental, the sads always kept it grounded. Yeah. I felt that what's crazy about this album is he's got a lot of collaborators on the album. And what's weird is they all work. Like yeah. Metro Boomin and James Blake should not work whatsoever on should, paper. Should not work, but, but it does. It works fantastic together. Yeah. But it's weird and maybe it's because like I guess maybe it's because of the new topic change. It doesn't have that same mood as the other albums. And guess, again, that could be me. Because at a certain point, going back to the idea of being a fan versus listener, as a James Blake fan, I go to James Blake to feel sad. I want to get my, you know, 50 minutes of sad walk around New York City, you know, imagining, you know, the, this this horrible breakup from like when I was 15, <laughs> you know, crying, you know, just hating on people on the subway, holding each hand. If I want to get into that kind of mood, James Blake was there for me. And I think of this record, it's not necessarily that he's happier, but a lot of it is just, it's weird because you'll have like a genuine, because like he's got his moments. Like he'll have songs where it's just definitely, you know, old, James Blake of old. Like James Blake of old still exists here. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. Oh, no, no, definitely. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Don't Miss It is classic James yeah, Blake. Yeah. You know, just, just minimalist, distorted production and talking about the girl he misses. But what's weird is something like Can't Believe the Way We Flow, which is a dope song, but at the same time, it doesn't really feel grounded. Is this a hook, if that makes any word sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's just a hook kind of over and over again, and I feel like that's where it is, where, and I don't know if it's, and, and even though we're talking about mood and, and ideas, and I think a lot of it kind of comes down to maybe, even though all the guests did work, and they did, they and they put their foot into it across the board, maybe he's the kind of artist that doesn't necessarily need guests. Maybe he kind of needs to be in his own word, word Blake world, because like I said, I just don't hear the same cohesiveness as I normally do. That's not to say that this album isn't as sonically cohesive as other ones. I'd argue that they are. But for some reason, that weird, like, hour block of music kind of get from James Blake, it feels a little scattershot here. Well, I mean, again, like, this is this is a new James Blake. I mean, this is not, like, the dude singing in the bedroom making beats yeah, and, like, singing to his MacBook. True, like, he's, got, he's, he's got that money. He's got, got that money. He's coming got, in. He's, he's out a, there in the McLaren. That, that, that Black Panther soundtrack money. You know what I'm saying? Dude, he's got like... a tall, beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> Grizzling down Rodeo. You know what I'm saying? Like... Cocaine flying in the wind. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, he's... he's yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not... And and maybe as somebody who doesn't like and, not, and you know I like James Blake, but who doesn't like need to feel that from James Blake? Like maybe that's why I like this album so much because it is a bit more like accessible. It is a bit more like I, I mean like there's two tracks I really love like Barefoot in the Park, which is like <laughs> James Blake's <laughs> wave getting play- playlisted on like the the Spotify Spanish playlist. <laughs> Rosalia is, the, but but here's the thing, fantastic record, which we didn't talk about last year. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, like we missed a lot of Spanish yeah. stuff last last year. Yeah, we we're, missed we're, a yeah. lot of Spanish the, stuff last yeah, year. Yeah, that every visit that um this I say late Decemberish because it's it's still a very stark album, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, go on. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, and again, it's it's like a duet love song with a span like English Spanish duet, and like it works though. It is basically on like James Blake's like kind of like beats and production and like 
again, like it it works. And may, that might even be like a label grab, like to get on the Spanish playlist, you know, like whatever. But he was able to take that <laughs> and work it and, and, and make it into his own, which I think is really cool. Um, my favorite song on here is like, what's the catch? And it's only because of Andre 3000. That's cheating, though. That's cheating. Is it cheating? It's is cheating. It cheating? It's, 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 it's LeBron James. <laughs> like, hey, we're playing a little scrimmage. I got my friend, you know. I mean, I, all right. I, I just want to say, it's like a little, little LeBron at the Y League. You know. <laughs> But it's a great track. It's and a great track. Which is a great, like, and, I, and that's the thing. You would not think that James Blake, if you told me a couple years ago, that James Blake was going to be on or vice versa, they were going to be in each other's tracks. would be like, it's a horrible idea. But it fucking works. It, it fucking works. And the funny thing is, is like, it's a James Blake song. It's like, oh shit, I'm in love, but what's the catch? Like, yeah. Something's going to happen. Something like this is like too good to be true. Like you know, like it's it's that James Blake in my feelings <laughs> type of shit. <laughs> anyway, prime peak Drake. <laughs> I mean, I I'm like I, I was actually debating like, damn, who came first? Who came in the <laughs> who's in their feelings first? James Blake or Drake? You know, but like, but again, but, but then you add like Andre 3000 talking, you know, like about almost like suicide and shit like that. Like, but and then you have this like like poppy beat and you're just like you know like you know bouncing to it so yeah no i i, I think like <laughs> i i do th- I, I do see where you're coming from i mean i do think like he he this is definitely a different lane for him like if you're a purist then you're probably not gonna appreciate it uh but no nah, man i i like what i'm gonna play when i'm walking on the pier depending on who to throw myself into the water huh because <laughs> Juice World, <laughs> Juice World, <laughs> probably sadly right actually. <laughs> no, but the thing is, and I feel like I'm slacking off on it. It's actually it's a good album, but and that's why I kind of felt bad because I mentioned Pitchfork because Pitchfork went in on it for some weird reason. Where I was like, but any stretch of the means, even if you may say that this is like the worst out of his three records, it's still a damn good record. Like this yeah. is somebody who kind of came out the gate very experimental. Very weird, very avant-garde, and made it very listenable, very emotional, very like hard-hitting. Just kind of future pop shit, and not future pop in that buzzword from like five years ago, but literally music the way you know we'll all be. You know what he was doing with because you heard a lot of, of hip hop now, but what he was doing with the sampling his voice and editing it and pitch shifting, yeah, throwing yeah. in the samples and everything else, like that's poor on course now. He was doing that shit, you know five, six years ago on yeah. this regular ass ad shit. So it's crazy. So the thing is that, and, and this album is not, is nowhere near less experimental. I, I, I said, I, I just think it's just because I'm a fan and I, and I think it's probably, like I said, I, I fully admit my own biases. Like, you know, I'm just used to him from sad music. So yeah. Maybe I'm with a hater who doesn't want to hear him do happy music. So who knows? You know, let the dude be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I need my side shit. <laughs> Too much happy music out there. Too much happy music out there. <laughs> Speaking of happy music, that new future record. <laughs> womp, womp. Womp, womp. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, future. Future. Um, so here's the thing about future. He's probably the most underrated rapper out there only because he's so omnipresent. It's something where, like, I don't think 
Because obviously Drake is huge. Drake has huge pop hits. Yeah. Obviously you've got Beyonce, where Beyonce is just you know she's our Alpha and Omega. She's the Michael Jackson of the two thousand and of this of this era, basically. The weird thing about Future is the fact of Future is fucking everywhere, but we rarely pay attention to it because he's literally everywhere. Future is like the water we drink. Yeah. Like it's just as far as hip hop's concerned, it's, a, it's 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 impossible to escape Future himself. A future sounding song, one of future's producers, he's just omnipresent. So as we discussed, he kind of dropped an album, and it was a little fanfare, I think because we're just so used to having future music out there. It was like, oh, yeah, another future song. Yeah. And this record is actually, for somebody who's had, and even then, I can't even say he's had that many lows, because even future's lows are more along the lines of, it sounds too much like his old songs. Future's had a really unparalleled run in hip-hop, which I think we'll have to have some distance to kind of properly evaluate, but whew, for about five years, if not longer, maybe even more like six, seven, as far as mixtapes are concerned, as far as releases are concerned, as far as hips are concerned, as far as, you know, albums of Drake's, are con- I mean, double albums, not double albums, but like a... Yeah, no, yeah, collaborative albums are concerned. Yeah. He's had a he's had a streak that's been kind of crazy where we've kind of underplayed it because not to be funny, he's not the most nuanced topic writer in hip hop. Yeah, I mean it's literally just fuckboy shit. It's it's lean. It's my 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 girl hates me. It's self medication and maybe you might get a shooting here and there. It's like he's not even there's not even that kind of like aggressiveness that you would even expect yeah. like a good gangster rapper from. It's just kind of this weird. You know, firmly in a certain BPM range kind of trap music, but he's the person who made it, and like it'd be very remiss where everybody across the board, if you're making trap music, he's the alpha and omega. Like he didn't originate it. You could make the argument he didn't necessarily push it forward, but he perfected that weird auto tune. Oh yeah, bass heavy Lex Luger lane that we all love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've I have not listened to this new album. You've heard it. It's you've heard it in every other future album out there. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's, I, there's, there's nothing surprising in this album. I I I can't comment. Like I, yeah. I I'm not like uh, I don't know. Future is like to me like he makes the, the hits. Like when he makes a hit, like, it's a hit. Like Mask Off is like a hit and has a great hook. And like when he's on fire, he's on fire. But like when he's not, then he's not. And I think like that's. When you're talking about, like, you know, kind of Future's legacy, like, I do feel like the inconsistency is, thing, is like, something that's probably going to, I wouldn't say, like, taint his legacy. I, I feel like we're going to be writing in five years, like, you know, kind of like, a, hey, like, Future was great. You know, like, y'all were asleep, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I, I think he's going to, like, like, you know, like, as we kind of, like, move away from maybe some of his lows, like, we'll, we'll kind of revere him as an artist. Um, but I do think he's mad and consistent, you know, and yeah, no, I can't, I can't. And the thing is, it's weird. Cause it's, it's not that it's inconsistent. I think it's, it's boring. I think it's the idea of where within well, the trap genre itself, there's certain rules. You have to have the certain hi hats has to be a certain BPM. It's got to have the synth bass lines, you know, and you can play around with it. Like you had to max off with the, with the flute sample, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but for the yeah. most part, you're pretty much constrained. There's not much you can do. Yeah. Like, you know, like even Young Thug, I've heard Young Thug rap regular in that in that um, Swiss Beats album. Yeah. Where I've heard him rap in his regular voice over like a, a actual loop loop. Yeah. You know, but like Future's kind of stayed firmly in that lane. And the thing is, don't get me wrong, there's been some great like I think in um 
like I sell that bass, move that dope. He's had yeah, these, yeah. these really atonal, angry, almost industrial synths. Yeah. He's somebody he's definitely flirted with R and B songs, create R and B tracks. Yeah. And I think of future future what just thing about future is I can't tell if, if he's stagnant or if we're stagnant. Because I think a lot of it is pandering towards us. Because if you look at the future trajectory, he had his first album come out, it's huge. He's got a superstar girlfriend, Ciara. He drops his R&B focused album with some trap hits called Pluto. It quote unquote flops. And then he reinvents himself as this promethazine, lean, angry at all women, you know, I'm mad at the world type monster. That's what we've been dealing with for the past five plus years. And I feel like when he's deviated from that formula, we've he's paid for it. Meaning that last year he dropped two records. You know, he had, I think it was Future Hendrix and I forget what the other one was. I think it might, be, it might have been self-titled. But either way, one was R&B focused, one was basically mask off times 12, 15 tracks, whatever it was. Yeah. And the consumers won with the mask off 12, 15 tracks. Even though by any stretch of the imagination, the R&B stuff was much more stronger. And I think even here when he's kind of like, because in, in this album cycle, besides him kind of, you know, still going at Ciara, again, back to the whole, it's, it's, it's just... So same old, same old, over and over and over again. It's over, fam. He's kind of, you know, even, even that, that's, like, that's a cold beef, dog. Give me something new. Go after, go after a new girlfriend. You know, like, give me something different. Like, yeah. But um, the idea of where he's kind of saying, like, yeah, you know, it's time for a change, and like, you know, like, like I'm talking to Juice World, this song we did, this album we did together, and like he said, he, I put him on to lean, and I kind of feel weird about that. Not necessarily good, and I feel like even he kind of feels constrained by the image of future. Yeah, but it's hard to break out of that because going back to James Blake, like you know, reason why I'm not feeling James Blake is because I'm not getting James Blake I want. It makes me wonder, as a music fan, is do I like this future album? Not necessarily because it's any good, but because it's giving me 20 tracks of vintage future. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do have to say, and yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to his album. Like, like I do think there there are avenues and ways to um uh, to like you know just just kind of like. Break break out of you know we we saw it with Twenty One Savage and uh, and Playboy Cardi who like they had like they broke out of this kind of like mumble rap mold like like mold and kind of actually you know create like really good albums last year yeah so I think like there's room for this feature two experiment and maybe it, it means a feature James Blake collabo <laughs> <laughs> why not hashtag sad gang. <laughs> <laughs> James Blake is like, damn you, boy, you're too sad for me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, you sad when James Blake is like, <laughs> it's just, I just imagine the studio. They show up there. It's like the most depressing thing to set the mood. It's like Beaches is on TV. <laughs> it's like bad armor, miss liquor, and lean around. <laughs> Is this Mary J. Blige's My Life playing on loop in the background? <laughs> it's like going for maximum sad, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> on that note. On that note, please, anybody has any sad music, please send it to Reggie. Don't uh, send it to me. <laughs> it's what you I want to be out there sad. To live my best life. Walking around, I want to get that Charlie Brown walk, you know what I'm saying? From now on, from, from here to I, MTA. <laughs> I am doing things that spark joy. Nah, man. All about spark sad and depression. Joy. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk to my fiance I'm have to fake break up for about a week so I can really feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be out there like John John Cusack and say anything, <laughs> holding up the radio with the tape player, by the way. <laughs> with the limited edition. <laughs> I guess what would be limited who would be out there? Maybe Abra? Who's who's what what cool 
maybe FKA Twigs, FKA Twigs limited edition tape playing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Take me back. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's my goal. Have fun with that, fam. No, absolutely not. I love you, boo. Fuck them sad niggas. This ice happened. And on that note, guys, welcome to 2019. We're here. Bigger and better. Newer things to give you. We, we got plans. We got plans. We got, we got plans. Got goals. Good ideas. But, uh, but thanks for the listen. Spread the word. Subscribe. Click the like. Subscribe. On all channels. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.